Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Finally, September is here. We can't wait to get stuck into the action. Of course, my name is Jay Clark and I'm joined by two of the best experts in the business who lift for finals like all the great players. It's Nathan Brown and a man who played 26 finals over his decorated AFL career, Steve Johnson. Hello, Stevie J. Nathan, how are you? Good. Good, thank you, Jay. 26 finals, Stevie. How did you feel? You go out the race, you sit in the rooms, Bombers giving you the pre-game address. Were you nervous, anxious, Excited? How did you feel? Uh, probably more so excited. Uh, you get used to it after a while, but um, <laughs> I was very fortunate to play at a footy club that played in a lot. So, um, yeah, genuinely uh, happy to have played 26 finals. And tend to play very well in those big games too, uh, Stevie, as you have reminded us. Hey, um, we like the finals themes, don't we? The big game themes. So, Clark, I come out with the Kill the Shark. Uh, hook for the 2008 Grand Final and uh, Luke Beveridge for the 2016 Grand Final about all the players playing a band. You all play your instruments. Ollie Wines this week said something interesting on radio saying we all went to the movies and watched Oppenheimer which is, um, you know, an atomic bomb theme, let's be honest. And he sort of said, well, you know, that took a long time to, to work out and a lot of people were involved in that. And it's a bit like, you know, their build over the past couple of years, which is a strange link for mine, uh, Brownie. Did you ever rely on any sort of cinematic inspiration? So what's he saying? They're like an atomic bomb waiting to go off. No. Is that what he's saying? No, Port Adelaide is just really. ready to explode on the no, AFL scene come September. talking about the... Teamwork involved in creating a weapon of mass destruction, oh, I think. I think yeah. he's thinking they're a time bomb waiting to go right. off, yeah? They're about yeah, to explode in Port Adelaide. Right. They've built it over what, yeah. four and years. And they are about yeah. to cause carnage everywhere. Okay. That's what he's saying. Tough game against Brisbane. Have you got, did Plough ever take you guys to the movie, sit there, hold hands, and rely on any Hollywood themes for your finals? No, never. Okay. No. no. What about you? I was never big on themes. I, I always felt like you either want it enough or you don't. Yeah. Simple as that. Did you watch any movies, Stevie? Not really. No. Uh, my only inspiration was if I was ever going to rob a bank, I would have watched Point Break. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and, <laughs> that was quite good. Mm. You and Steve-O and Damo and Johnny Ralph yeah. and everybody, you go to the movies and go, you know, what can we come up yeah. with this week? What sort of articles yeah. can we do? Yeah. You know, is there any inspiration well, before, at the Herald Sun? Before the draft, you know, I watch Moneyball, pick up yeah. on that one, draft day, just get pumped up and excited, think about all the machinations hey, of the big moves. With finals up. becomes more lunatics that they go to the football yep. and we all see players, uh, spectators that run out and we don't condone running out onto the pitch and we've seen this guy over in England, so his name's Jarvo. So he's come out into the field dressed up as an England cricket. He's trying to say to people, and this is what happened a couple of years ago. So it was quite harmless, but he tried to do it a few times and he's trying to bowl the ball. Now, there's been a new entrant into the people that get onto the stage. Now, this guy, have a look at this guy in the, uh, in the soccer overseas. This is in Europe. So he gets on. He's got the official kit on. Have a look in the red there. He's just a spectator. He is a spectator, but guess what he does? He scores. He scores, Jay. Look at him. He runs off. He hasn't got a number on his back. Everybody's looking at him going, I'm not really sure who this guy is, but he scored. So if you are going to come on, at least do something memorable. We're not encouraging you to come on at all, but that was quite good. If you're going to come on and score, oh. I reckon you're going to get a free pass up to the stadium after that. If there's any MCG entrance this week, Brownie, I might be uh, blaming you. Righto, it is time to straighten up for Are You Sure?
Right, I know, but I'm going to start with you. Expected wet conditions. Of course, the MCG for Thursday night, uh, block buster between Collingwood and Melbourne. Selection got to be interesting. Are you sure Mason Cox should play if it's going to be wet? So you'd be holding off. You'd be holding off right until 7 o'clock. You'd be having a look at the conditions. And if it is, tended to buck down, uh, bucket down throughout the game. I wouldn't play two tools. So you either play Mason Cox or Darcy Cameron. You'd choose one of them, but one has to miss if it's bucketing down. If it's okay, I'd play him. Stevie J, are you sure the Magpies made the right call punting Brody Grundy despite all the outrage at the time? Remember there was a big hull yeah. of blue, couldn't get a game at Collingwood, now can't get him a, get a game at Melbourne. It looks like it might be the right decision now, even though they're still paying 300000 of his salary, but yep. I think Darcy Cameron's gone past him and potentially Mason Cox, whether they play him uh, as Nathan just alluded to, or whether they go with Daniel McStay mm. uh, as the second ruck in the wet this week. Gonna need a good call. Yeah, gonna need a third club, Brody Grundy, and already speaking to them. Nathan, are you sure Melbourne has corrected its forward connection issues in the late part of the season? I think they're third for uh, points scored over the last six rounds. Well, they had. Um, so their last loss was to Carlton. Before that, it was the Giants. It was a low-scoring game that they played, but they had Jake Melksham forward, yep. and they had Christian Petrarca forward as... These games go on in finals. I've just noticed Christian Matraka playing a lot more midfield. Mm -hmm. Now, without Jake Melksham, you get ba uh, Bailey Fritch to come back in. So does that upset? I, I think with Tom McDonald coming in, I think he's the sort of player that can add to the mix. And I think Melbourne are cherry ripe to kick some winning scores. I agree. He's on the sidelines last uh, final series. Tommy McDonald, big chance for him. Stevie J, are you sure Carlton's clearance and contest power will give it the edge against the Swans? They're very good inside the edge. I think, I think that's where Carlton uh, can win this game of footy and get some ascendancy against the Swans who have lacked through that uh, through the contest part of the ground and, and mm -hmm. through the centre bounce. So I think Paddy Cripps is going to be a lot fresher this week, having a couple of weeks off, and I expect him to lead the charge through there for the Blues. Skipper will be enormous. Hey, Nathan Brown, are you sure the Sydney Swans should pay Benny Mackay $800,000 a year to Pip Essen in the free agency race? No, not at all. I, I can't see 800000 being on the table. That's just for me. I mean, yeah. they, they might pay that and think it's pretty good but I still think you can get genuinely good defenders around 400 to 500 who can do the job that Ben Mackay does he's not a massive rebounder he's not a great mark uh, he's a great mark but he's not a great intercept mark against one-on-one -on -one defenders so I think that's that, that is that money is for Harris Andrews types yep. I think it's for Stephen May types Darcy Moore Matthew I think Scarlett. Ben Mackay is just very good player, but I think he's just a row below, uh, below them. It's a lot to pay for a fullback. Hey, Stevie J, are you sure the GWS coaching staff will be nervous about playing Sam Taylor off his hamstring injury? Yeah, they'll be nervous, but um, if he's fit enough to play, mm. um, they'll certainly take a small risk in with him because he is the equivalent to Toby Green at the other end of the ground for the Giants. They're, they're the two most important players. Sam Taylor in defence, Toby Green down forward. He can get the job done. He can shut out Max King. No worries at all. Don't want a repeat of the Phil Davis issue. Hey, uh, Nathan Brown, are you sure North Melbourne made a blue? losing Brett Radden. Yeah, I think they did. And I think there's been three footy clubs now that have made blues. So this guy, every time I see Brett Ratton in the media, handles himself brilliantly. So he was out at Carlton when he was a very good coach there. Um, then at St Kilda, the same thing. He had an okay record at St Kilda. He was building there. I think he's been treated poorly. And every time I see him, he handles himself so well. This is a guy in 1995 who was a best and fairest winner mm. in potentially one of the greatest sides of all time in Carlton, mm -hmm. 95. He's got good football knowledge and I understand 
wise out of a footy club all the time. Got a young developing team, North Melbourne. Why that would boot one of their best people yep. at the club has got me miffed. I'm with you, Brownie. Stevie J, last one. Are you sure Denver Granger Brass from Hawthorne would be a good pickup for a rival team? I think the jury's out. Yeah, I think uh, he's got a fair bit of competitiveness. I, I know he was drafted as a backman. He spent a little bit more time forward in the in the later part of this year, but I think he can still develop. He's only still young mm -hmm. and he's a key position player, so sometimes they can take a number of years and then really blossom. So If you can compete, that's a good starting point. Yeah, that's you right. You can develop your skills after that. If you can't compete, I'd get rid of him straight away. I think away. a club could probably pick him up for, for very little. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, take a pump with him. What was Ross Lyons' number one thing that he wanted from a player when he worked on Triple M? Effort. Compete. Yep. Competitiveness. Uh, pick six, I think it was back in the back in the day. Same thing. Hey, let's get stuck into this massive game. Collingwood versus Melbourne, uh, Stevie. It was a game which many people were tipping as the likely grand final earlier in this season. Um, it is going to be an absolute monster. And you picked out a key matchup from this game, uh, which you think could be crucial to the fortunes. Yeah, I think this matchup between Braden Maynard and Kazai Pickett Love could this. be uh, very important. We understand that Melbourne have had some trouble uh, scoring in, fr in front of goal. Yep. That's where they've lacked. They've got a, a beautiful defence. Um, but I think uh, Kazai Pickett needs to fire for Melbourne to win this game of footy. And Braden Maynard, we know he's a competitor and he'll probably take that matchup and that will go a long way to deciding this game. Why is it you guys were great? Um, medium-sized forwards. Why is he so hot and cold? I reckon he's the most hot and cold player in the competition. As you say, he can dominate and win a game, win a big final, or he can go completely missing. Why is, why is that with him? Well, he has been this year. Uh, the year before that, I think he was pretty consistent. Um, and it just comes down to, basically, effort and concentration. I think when he's not playing well, he's flying at balls or trying to jump over packs, then he's never going to get the ball. Mm -hmm. So I think when you go back to basics and you get the front and centre of everything and your work rate is up, mm. then as a half forward, your work rate is paramount. And if you're not working hard enough, you're not going to get the footy where he plays. Maynard's a great matchup to him for him straight. What about the battle in the midfield here? Obviously missing Nick Dacos. Collingwood's the be relying on Geordie to go. Taylor Adams, Scotty Penderbury still side him. So a bottom will go in there. You mentioned earlier, Brownie, Petrarca and Oliver and Stevie. Uh, who do you think's got the edge in the middle of the game where so often are these, so many of these games are won? Well, I think it's going to be very hard to pick, but I think if Melbourne do dominate through the middle of the ground, mm -hmm. they can win this game of footy. So I'm, I'm going to tip the Pies just, but I think if Melbourne gets some ascendancy through the middle of the ground, the Pies defence has been shaky in the back half of this season. Haven't they, they corrected that though? I don't Against think they've corrected it yet, the but goals. I, I I do have a little bit of confidence with Collingwood knowing that when they bring their absolute best in regards to their contest and then their pressure when they don't have the footy, mm. uh, they are the best team in the comp. So I expect them to bring everything they've put possibly got this week. The one thing Collingwood rely on is quick ball moving off half-back and they've got elite skill and they've got elite ball users and they need to be able to do that because they're kicking to a small forward line. Brody Majek isn't a big man but he competes oh, so well. They work hard. They work really hard but that means their skill level has to be elite. So if Melbourne's pressure can match that skill level and slow them down a bit, then they've got May and Lever behind. Can they be perfect getting through May and Lever to a small forward line? For me, that's the crux of the game, and I think Melbourne win. Yeah, they're very good back there. Be interesting to see Jack Ginevan after a uh, excellent game against Essendon, how he can go. Boys, very good analysis. I like that. We have more coming up next, particularly in my opinion. Brownie's coming um, off the long run. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket.
Welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Can't wait for the Carlton versus Sydney clash. We're going to get stuck into that for a second. But, CVJ, the Blues' first final in a decade. So they don't have the finals experience. Does that make that mean anything on the big stage? Not really. Maybe a little bit of nerves going into the game for them. But after five minutes of any game, you're just back playing a game of footy, which you've played for 20-plus uh, years since you are a young kid. So... Um, you know, I think it's important to start well, um, not get too far behind and, and lose a little bit of confidence. That can probably impact them, but I think they're good enough to, uh, to handle everything that comes their way this weekend. They'll look to their skipper, Patrick Cripps, who is made for the big stuff, you would think. But now it is time for brownies, in my opinion. <clears throat> For many years, you look at the AFL and what is the best position? What is the most important position? Is it your key forward? Is it your ruckman? Is it your key back? And for many years, we thought that the wing role was going to be extinct. There was some talk about having 16 aside and not having wings. But I think it's just about the most important position on the field right now for an AFL team. You look at the big teams at the moment. Collingwood, for the last few years, has been the best team in it. Just about Josh Dacos, still side bottom. Play the wings beautifully. You look at Melbourne, Lockie Hunter and Ed Langdon. You look at Port this year. Boak and Dersma play the wings. They play defensively. Hugh McCluggies does a great job at the, at, at the lines and they rotate the other one. And the player I want to focus on is Blake Akers, who I think's had a fantastic year at uh, Carlton. And have a look at this. Those elite numbers there. So 5.7 marks out in the wing. Intercept possessions 4.8. And you see Blake Akers, who gets all the way up and down the wing, like Langdon does, like Hunter, Dacos, side bottom. But he is the one that when the kick goes in there, he is rebounding that 50. He's intercepting the mark and he's above average on a lot of stuff, but he's elite at intercepting the ball in the back end. And the wing and the defensive winger has become so important. If you can run up and down that all day, get back support, but then kick it inside forward 50, I think it's the most important position on the field in 2023. Good numbers. What do you think, Stevie? I like the fact that he's gone hard, but I'd prefer to have Adam Chera in my team through the midfield mm. than Blake Akers. If I'm being honest. Could Adam Chera play the wing role that Blake Akers does? Certainly could, but you'd have him where it's most important, right in the engine room, winning the footy, pushing forward, hitting the scoreboard, which is what he's done best. Do you think midfielders are a dime a dozen? You could roll 8, 9, 10, 12 through there, but being able to play the you wing put your best players smart enough to play that wing no. in a structured game that it is in 2023, we play more structures than any other year I've seen, and the wing has been the most important part of that. No, the wing rolls are very important because they get back, support your defence, then they become an exit out of your defensive 50. You need a, need a high work rate. Um, and you've got to be smart to play that position, but they're not the most important players on the footy ground, Nathan, I don't think. Well, but strong from you, Stevie. I like that. Diff. It's gone with Adam Chera. <laughs> Real count of you. You're saying put I the like Adam Chera. You're a very good player. You're saying, put, you're saying put the talent in the um, in the engine room. I've got two very important wingers at Yarrawonga, though, who, who I love what they do. So, right. and, and they do exactly what you just mentioned. You so they're very, very good players. more important than those two out in the wings? Well, the Is that way, what you just well, said? Well, they've got the first opportunity to get the ball into your front half for you. The guys that are in the centre bounds, mm. in the contest. Outside of that... Then the wingers become your second most important players. I think Stevie's saying he doesn't believe you. Not in my opinion, Brownie. I think I'm winning. Did Fremantle make a mistake letting him go? 
Um, Blake Akers. It's the person you spoke about. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's had a wonderful year at Carlton. Good pick up for the Blues, right? Let's get stuck into that game. Carlton versus Sydney. Some potential rain for this uh, matchup. And 12 Br- degrees. And Brownie, I would have thought that if it, if it uh, rains and it is wet, it favours the Carlton engine room because that's where the bigger bodies and clearance power is in this match. Do you agree? Uh, I tend to agree the fact that Paddy Cripps has had a week off and he's going to be fresh and mm. he's going to be hunting the football. Sam Walsh is a very clean player. He's not a big body player, but he's a very clean player. Uh, does Kennedy play the big bull, the big bison mm. in there? Uh, he gets the football a fair bit. But when you look at Sydney, their midfield is just as damaging. So yeah, there's an upset here. Uh, I'm, I'm saying the odds should be closer for me. I think it's a 50-50 game. Ooh. And I love players like Chad Warner in the wet who can still get the footy mm. and can still break a line. There's not many players who can get the ball in the wet and break a line. And no, they are worth gold. And Chad Warner is one of those. Errol Goulden is one of those. Parker's more you're in and under. So that's going to be a battle with Paddy Cripps. But I see both midfields very similar. I think Carlton's midfield is better. But I still think they've got the game breaker, Sydney, and it's a 50-50 game. Steve, you've got And, and Mills is very important through that midfield too, particularly if it's wet. And also the wing has been so vital to this game as well, Nath. So um, the, the big thing with me is um, Sydney's only beaten two of the top eight teams this season. Question. So the, there's question marks over them, and Carlton's form coming into this final series has been pretty good, as nearly as good as anyone. So mm-hmm. uh, they deserve to be favourites in this game, but mm-hmm. I do feel like Sydney can go to another level, and the finals experience may count for just something small. What about the key matchup in this one, Steve? Well, the key matchup for me in this one is Charlie oh. Kerno versus Tom McCartan. This, so this is huge. Is, this is a massive uh, ask for Tommy McCartan to come up against the. Uh, Coleman medalist who is in unbelievable form. So um, they've been a bit light on down in their key defence with Paddy McCartan going out. So they'll be relying on uh, team defence and pressure up the field to help Tom McCartan on Charlie Curnow and make sure that ball's coming in dirty, not not clean and on his chest. Otherwise, he'll have a day out. Who does the wet weather, if it does come, 12 degrees, meant to be windy, about 35k out of wind, K and our winds. Who does that... Yeah, I actually think if, it, if it's wet that it actually will suit Sydney, just with the, really? the way that their, their forward line, um, a little bit smaller, um, the likes of Papley um, at ground level. Yeah. Heaney is very good at ground level for a, for a guy that's six foot four. Haywood, these guys, even Logan McDonald, um, he, he's a, a tall six foot four player, but he's also good at ground level. So if the rain comes, mightly might uh, slightly change to the Sydney's favour. Last one, huge storyline, and this is going to be Harry Mackay's performance. Can he kick one goal these last two games back from injury? Do you think he stands up or not, Nathan Brown? I think he does. I think he's good below his knees as well, Harry Mackay. So I think he's one of those players who can handle the ball at ground level. He's not as strong as Kerno above his head. Is so he, Is he going to kick straight in a big game? That's, that's the one for me. Because he can be wobbly. It's going to be a high pressure. Who knows? That's just a hypothetical, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we'll see when it happens. You got confidence or not? Uh, not a lot of confidence, no, not until he proves he can do it. But um, he, he should get a pretty good matchup himself. I mean, if Tom McCartan's the, the key defender um, for the Swans and he goes to Kerno, well, Mackay, um, he may end up with Rampy and have a, a four-inch uh, advantage. They might, might, might be able to isolate him a little bit deeper and he might get a hold of him. Tipping Carlton in this one? Oh, Just? it's 50-50 for me, yeah. I'll go with the Blues because of the form, but it wouldn't surprise me if Sydney upset them. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sydney by less than a goal. Oh, that's going to be a close game. Righto, time for Brownie's favourite segment. It's Bacon of the Egg. 
And I'm gonna go first. My bacon is Hawthorne uh, this trade period. They've been flying under the radar until now. Now they're gonna get aggressive. Don't count them out in the number one pick swap um, discussions. We know West Coast could trade that number one pick. Hawthorne has picked three. They're also looking to offload uh, Tyler Brockman, or he's gonna go. Denver Granger Brass could feature in um, trade discussions as well. So can the Hawks swap their pick three with West Coast to get up to pick one and take Harley Reid? I've got a feeling the Hawks are gonna be super aggressive in this exchange period and go after after Asava Radigalia to try and spoil Port Adelaide's uh, party too. So the Hawks trying to jump up. My egg is Kiss. I know I've been a lot of fanfare boys about the grand final entertainment and mm. the old school rockers. I'm more of a Kylie Minogue man myself for the locomotion spinning around. Can't get you out of my head. I, I would have preferred uh, Kylie. That's sort of more yeah. my, my style. Kiss. You're not going to be able to please everyone though with uh, the so entertainment. Do you like the Kiss or not? Um, Oh, they're okay, but I'm not jumping out of my skin for it. No. Yeah, okay. All right. It's a step back from Robbie Williams. Big step year, back, isn't yeah. it? So the bacon is invested. Let's get that point right. Mm. People do ask me a lot, what is the bacon and the egg? And the egg's just the fluff around the edge. It makes yeah. it do nice. But the egg is committed because you kill the bacon to get it right. So, and we might have used this guy before, but this is finals atmosphere. And this is Brody Majacek. He's my bacon mm. going into a final series. I love the way he launches at the football. He plays undersized. But every time he needs somebody to launch at the football and put his body on the line, Brody Majacek, he's my man. And my egg, until they prove otherwise, Brisbane is still the egg. So they got... A home final, potentially another home final if they win that. They've got to this point many times in the last four to five years, but they haven't been able to go on. So they're my finals egg at the moment until they prove otherwise. What do you think, Stevie? Well, my bacon for this week, uh, Patrick Keane has given a phone call to my ex-coach, Premiership coach, Mark Thompson, like to, pre to, uh, to present the Jock McHale uh, medal. Uh, for the Premiership Cup. So great to see him back and welcome back into the fold. I think he deserves it. He's been through a lot and he's brought a lot to the game. Uh, my egg for this week is for Adelaide. Now, I can't understand this because Adelaide has left left out Matt Crouch pretty much the whole season. So he's got all these deficiencies. He's come back in late in the year and had some pretty good form. But for them to then go and offer him a two-year deal is just a strange decision to me. Mm. Offer him a one-year deal, he'll, he'll take it and move on. To, for him to actually get a two-year deal astounds me, even though I know he's a great clubman. Maybe there's some competition for his services also in the market for a two-year deal. Maybe their hand was forced um, in that regard. Hey, St Kilda versus GWS. I can't wait for this one on Saturday afternoon. And I'm not sure the odds are correct. I'm, I'm tipping St Kilda and think they're a huge chance at the MCG. What way do you see this going, Nathan Brown? I'm tipping the Giants. I like uh, good form coming in, and they were brilliant in the last round. So the matchup, uh, Stevie will go through the matchups, but maybe does Callum Wilkie go to Toby Green? So we spoke to the tip brad. He was on the Sunday Footy Show last week, and he's got his uh, he's got his ear close to the speakers down at St Kilda, and he seems to think that this is going to be the matchup. And I'll let you take us through it, Stevie. Well, I think it will be because Callum Wilkie is their best defender. Uh, at St Kilda and Toby Green's obviously the match winner for the Giants and uh, for the Giants to win Toby Green needs to play well when they do win he generally kicks three plus goals mm -hmm. um, and at least creates a couple more so Wilkie is the matchup the most obvious matchup for him the other matchup I'm looking forward to seeing is the Brent Daniels v Jack Sinclair matchup so we know that Daniels goes into the stoppage Sinclair sits off the back and in the last three games of the season Sinclair's picked up 30 plus 
touches um, and can be very damaging off half-back, Nath. You took that off the Sunday footy show. I said that last week. <laughs> no, hey, so Wilkie goes to Toby Green. So then you'd have to look at Riccardi and Jesse Hogan, Jesse Hogan to be kicking goals because Calvin Wilkie normally takes the number one forward, the biggest forward. So he, play, he can play tall, he can play small. He reminds me of Max Hudgston back in the day when he was able to do that when they were playing grand finals. Could play small, could play tall. So who gets the other two? Because well, that is a big danger for St Kilda with Riccardi, who's very talented, hit and miss sometimes, but Jesse Hogan as well. Yeah, well, I think Josh Battle's going to have to go... I think he'll probably have to go to Hogan. Like I, I see Riccardi as one that sort of plays up up higher and you don't necessarily have to have a key defender on him. He doesn't take a lot of overhead marks. He get, gets a lot of his footy on the lead or using um, his endurance to get up and back. I'd be playing battle as a key defender on Jesse Hogan and I reckon if the Giants are to go further into September, they can't be so reliant on Toby Green and Jesse Hogan really needs to stand up now. He's in, been, been in good form, he's capable, his forward craft's as good as any other forward in the competition, but this is where he needs to get it done. Melbourne, imagine if Melbourne still had Jesse Hogan. Wouldn't he be the perfect foil for Jacob M. Ruin? Uh, at the moment, in a word, boys, your tip? Giants for me. Saints just. I think it's, this, this, uh, this tipping over this final series is just so hard. Mm. I think every game is hard to tip. Going to need um, a big game from Max King. All set up, set up for him to deliver. Tim Membry, it's not a bad forward combination. Do GWS have the class in the midfield? You would think so. Right, coming up next, pull your head in. We're also going to have a look at Port Adelaide versus Brisbane. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. When, when you think of uh, one of the greatest upset victories this year, you probably think of West Coast beating Western Bulldogs. I like to think it was when it was Nathan Brown upsetting Stevie J in the goal kicking competition well, you had like at the start one. of the year. I wouldn't year. have called it an upset. I just, it was a 60-40 going well, in. I was the 40, he was the 60, and he came up short. Stevie thought you were $1.10 going into the game, but then... He, he cheated. <laughs> and remember, remember Cheats? He used to spend a bit of time doing yes, stuff for yeah. our show, then went yes. to Europe. and he then favoured Brownie. And then he sort of faded out of the <laughs> equation. <laughs> he was <laughs> the umpire, and because <laughs> Nath has been the ambassador <laughs> here at Sportsbet yeah. for a long period of time, <laughs> he got severely favoured. And, um, got the rubber the green from the umpires. Got the rubber the green. Yeah, he's home deck in, yeah. uh, out yeah. there yeah. in Williamstown. Yeah. Yeah. You also blamed um, your knee uh, after that as well, so you're a bit Well, I am booked in for a knee realignment, going to see the best in the business, Julian Fellow. Right. So uh, I might be playing footy again next year. Who I knows? think you just put that in the stiff shit file, eh? <laughs> yeah, hello, hello to Dr. Fellow. <laughs> <It's> a big <laughs> so I won. Okay. So, big fan of the show. Uh, but you're going to have round two because, so you won the um, footy. Yep. But now there's another competition coming up. We've got some up. golf coming up. And just to get you excited about the golf, I thought this was the greatest save of all time in a golf. This is just a local guy. Have a look at him. He's across the road. Mm -hmm. That's where his ball's landed. Out the front of, I'm not sure what that is. So he's had the play it as it lays oh, over oh, the road oh, back onto the green no and way. have a look at this have a look at that that's what you got to bring to the table to oh beat me Stevie gosh. you're not you're not allowed to do that well, he a, did it's out of bounds oh, oh well Great shot. Well, Great shot. Oh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Head, head to head. <laughs> You're a real stickler for the rules, aren't you? <laughs> head to head at Marvel Stadium. It's mm. going to be on Brown versus Steve Johnson, round two. I cannot wait for it. Also can't wait for this game. It's Brisbane versus uh, Port Adelaide, two of the best teams of the uh, season, quite clearly. For mine, Stevie J, the question is, uh, how is Port Adelaide's back line, which have had some flaws and some gaps and some creaks, so this year, going to stop the Brisbane forwards? What's the key matchup? 
Well, the key matchup for me is Aaliyah Aaliyah versus Joe Danaher. So if we just look at the uh, size and height and age profiles here, not a lot in it. Um, Joe's obviously got the uh, seven centimetres in height, finals experiences even. Um, and I think the this matchup is, <laughs> is pretty important because Joe Danaher will, will be able to lead up on Aaliyah. Aaliyah likes to sit back, he likes to intercept. Um, so it's going to be Playoff. crucial that Port Adelaide's midfield puts mm -hmm. pressure on the footy. Um, otherwise, if the ball comes out and their shoulder's out, they'll be able to lower the eyes and hit Joe Danaher against mm -hmm. uh, Aaliyah Aaliyah. And I think that's where they're heavily depleted. Mm. And Port Adelaide must win the contest. So bring up some other numbers here mm -hmm. um, just quickly on... Where, where I think the game can be won and lost. So if we look at the clearance numbers, uh, Brisbane's first at clearance difference, inside 50 score, their second, and pretty good at inside 50 score against. Um, and if you look at uh, on the other side of the coin, Port Adelaide, if they go inside 50 against, they're 13th at uh, defending their inside 50s against. So they concede. They concede a lot. So they must, they must, must win the clearance uh, battle this weekend. They've got a terrific young midfield mm -hmm. who we think are going to be finals contenders for the years to come but if they want to yep. um, take this uh, September deeper they need to win this game and they need to make sure they win it out of the midfield. It's set up perfectly for Brisbane. It's Brisbane's time. So they get the home final, they get the home prelim if they win this onto a grand final. There's no excuses but what I will say is I think they're the most under pressure side going into this final series with Collingwood. So Collingwood have been up there all year on top of the ladder. They didn't get the job done last year, lost by the point to Sydney in a final in the prelim. Now Brisbane have been up there four or five years. So the two biggest sides with the most pressure going on is Brisbane and Collingwood, and Brisbane just have to win this game, and I think they do. Mm. And we've been saying that for a little bit of time now too, though. We've been saying this is Brisbane's time, this is Brisbane's time, but they've, they've lost four of their last six finals under Chris Fagan at the Gabba. So are they yeah, a different side general, or not until they prove us otherwise? Yeah, but you went through that process. They're just going to be that team. That you, yeah, yeah, devastation and disappointment. 2005, Geelong lost to Sydney in the Davis game. You lost to Brisbane 2004. And you come out of those experiences and you said, yeah, we didn't get the rub of the green. We didn't play well enough. Doesn't that make you? It, 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 the it can help. I mean, it can help build the resilience and, and help you deal with... Um, potentially saying, righto, what were we at that stage? Like in the last couple of years, will they come away and look at that season and review it and say, oh, we were, we, we were a self, selfish, selfish footy team. We need to be more selfless. Mm. But until you can come out and prove that you can be that under pressure, yep. um, then... What we, we the difference there was they were very, very young, Geelong, in those two finals. Yeah. Very young. And then they became mature. Brisbane have been mature for a few years now, and mm -hmm. it's been four, maybe five years they've been up there. So the pressure is a lot more than what it was back then. And Eric Hipwood, you put on the agenda earlier in this season. Can he stand up in big games along with Joey Danner, who's got a good matchup against Aaliyah? Aaliyah, they will be big stories in that game. No doubt about that. Right, it is time for Pull Your Head In. All right, we're going to pull our head in uh, collectively in the AFL mm. on long-term contracts. I just don't get it. Clubs have got to pull their heads in. Good for the players. If you, can get, if you can get one, great. But seven years for Brody Grundy. He's going to be at his third club. Seven years, I think, even for Clayton Oliver. He'll be 33. Mm. And Petrarca, seven years. Petrarca's one of my favourite players, but he has got a body that looks like when he gets into his 30s, he's going to slow down. I think that's a risk. Then you hear of Asava Radagalia, potentially a seven-year deal. That mm. might be wrong, mm. but... 
who is paying Asava Radagalia over seven years? Even Damien Hardwick, six years at the Gold Coast Suns, they have a list right now that should be contending. So I don't know why it takes six years. I think the maximum we should have for a contract is four years. Anything over that, I think you're just paying way overs. And Grundy, Oliver Petrarca, Josh Kelly, eight years. He's going to be 34 when that contract finishes. I see no reason to have those long contracts. Canelio, similar good call. Brandon, what about you, Stevie? Well, my pull your head in is for the US basketball team. So you see when they win the uh, their championships, they call themselves the world champions. Now, Dude. I've never understood it. Mm-hmm. They've come out in this uh, in this World, world Cup, Cup. Uh, FIBA um, finals mm-hmm. and they've lost to Lithuania, which is pretty hard to pronounce, but... Um, how can they call themselves the world champions? It's mm. like when you went through that six-week patch, Nath, when you were the best player in the competition. Ten. Ten-week <laughs> period. So you could have been calling yourself, I'm, I'm the best player in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably true because not many other countries play <laughs> AFL, but yes. there's a lot of other countries that play mm-hmm. basketball. And Lithuania, after beating America, then went on to get beaten in their next match as yes. well. So good call. Little clip to I like it. Oh yeah, you know. Mm, <laughs> Ten weeks. You pretty quick to um, jump on that, Brownie. Hey, my point heading is for one of the biggest figures in football. That's Eddie Maguire. So um, it was reported on Footy Classified uh, throughout the week that Eddie Maguire wasn't approached for comment on a series of stories in the Herald Sun. He said, hey, they didn't call me. Well, guess what, Eddie? You were called about it and you declined to comment. So we just have to keep it uh, nice and accountable here and in the back pocket because if you say no comment, um, that's because you weren't interested in the story. You can't rewrite history, Ed, and say they uh, didn't call me because they did. And we want that on the record, Brownie. So Eddie Maguire, who I love, uh, pull your head in. Don't 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 preface it with an I love. You're going hard. Stand up for yourself. (laughs) He's going to come for you. You're never going to be the number one man at the Herald Sun so. if you can't just go oh, hard-heading without oh. giving a little fluff yeah. up at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to come for you. He's just taking he's me, just guide me, okay. educate me. It's pump now up. time. That's the ying. Let's go the yang. It's time for the pump up. Lionel Messi playing over in Inter Miami at the moment and have a look at his bodyguard and the job that he does. So this is a fan coming on from the right. That's the bodyguard on the left. That is his personal bodyguard. That's not somebody. So have a look at him. This is at the game. So he gets in anybody's way that comes anywhere near Lionel Messi. He is everywhere. Messi gets off. There's the bodyguard doing his job. And that is money well spent. Mm. And that man is my hero for this week. Pump up. Yes, Nath, and my pump up for this week is for the Sydney Swans. We hear a lot about the Bloods culture. This is when the AFL women's, the Sydney Swans, win their first game uh, of the season. Might even be the first game that they've won in their couple of year uh, small history. But the Swans boys getting out, they celebrated in the stands and they got out and got all right around the girls. So that's what the Swans uh, Bloods culture is all about. Chloe Malloy, what an absolute superstar she is. My favourite AFLW player. It was outstanding in that one. And my pump up is for Carlton Zed Kerner, who gave the best retirement speech I've ever seen. You would have caught it on, Carl, on Carlton's um, social media sites. Very no, funny. Did you catch it? Did he potted uh, Neil Craig a little bit. Um, of course, Carl, uh, Adelaide sort of turfed him after one year, so he had a bit of a crack at them. So talked, um, potted some of the players who eventually tried to leapfrog him in the Carlton side, which is why he bowed out. But quite a, a funny retirement speech. None of the boring glass eye stuff that you get sometimes. You know, players cry and they get all emotional. Um, yeah, Ed, cry. Ed Kerno took the humorous route and I absolutely liked it. Hey, uh, is, when does your 
yacht takeoff are you uh, because you've got baby blue pants on yes. with white shoes and a navy shirt so yeah people can't see no, no. no but it's just a, it's a it's a strange combo isn't it yeah and it's funny i said something about his attire when we walked in and then you reminded us once again for the third time that you'd been invited to james brayshaw's <laughs> wedding and, and it was an amalfi coast dress code so uh, well, you must be looking forward to that yeah i am looking forward to it can't wait for it <laughs> all right hundred dollar play time how did we go we need to look at oh, kitty from a uh, fortnight ago where are the standings stevie's here? dropped off yeah stevie's dropped off stevie's coming. West Coast. who took west coast plus 34 and a half stevie did mm. and then you've gone hawthorne head to head so jay yeah. you've come unstuck there but again Carl Amon, Bailey Scott, Tim Kelly, they have been the mainstays of the Maltese all year. Yeah. They've saluted again. What about our bets uh, for last week? Well, I'm going to come home with a wet sail. Oh, so oh, this, this is, is for this week, week Jay, and Sorry. I've gone Collingwood, Sydney and St Kilda. No confidence in any of those games, but it's paying $10 and I want to come <laughs> over. I want to come over the top of you blokes, okay. so watch out for that one. What do you yeah. think, Randy? So Zach Fisher, Chad Warner gets a fair bit of the football. I like that. Sinclair just gets it 25. Tom Green, you could probably have 35 in there. Tom Green and yep. Charlie, two goals. I like Carlton get the job done on Friday night. Talk about the Kilda predictor. So you well. can go through what you can predict. So from the finals, the semifinals, the prelims. A bracket. And then it's called a bracket, which Stevie was asked to do when he said, I'm going to have Melbourne and Brisbane <laughs> as my finalists, and then I'm going to tip Collingwood. But anyway, <laughs> here is mine. So this is my AFL prediction. So right. I think Collingwood go through. Uh, I think Melbourne beat Collingwood, Carlton Collingwood next week. I think the Giants are going to beat St Kilda. Mm -hmm. And then I think they beat Port Adelaide. I like the Giants at the moment. Mm. Eventually, Melbourne play Brisbane, and I think it's Brisbane's time. So that's my predictor. Yep. And if you pick it that way, you can go onto our site wow. and pick the AFL selection, click the AFL final extra oh, markets, yeah. and you'll find the pick nine selection. Mm. Mine. Uh, we'll be at the top of the Brisbane Lions section. Obviously, you can select your own because, you know, there's a few people out there who don't like my bets. It's been well documented. Mm. So uh, that's mine. Pick your own. I don't care what you do, but uh, that's one. that one I like. This is Stevie's. Here's mine. So, yep, I've just gone with, uh, what have I gone with? Melbourne to go through uh, to the prelim to be beaten by the Lions and Collingwood and Port to play off in a prelim where I think uh, Collingwood will win. And then I did say a few weeks ago, I was a bit worried about Collingwood. You just said, you said they wouldn't make the grand I'm final. That's now pretty you got good $71. Can you tell me how many machinations go into that? Because they're pretty good odds. I, I wouldn't mind going on to the sports bet side and putting mm. three or four of those on. Yeah, oh, there's like a lot it. of machinations. A lot? Mm. I like it, boys. Nathan Brown, enjoy the weekend, mate. We'll uh, follow your work. And Stevie J, excellent as always in your September. Your Legion Saturday morning? Yes, yeah, so I look forward to Who's that. Who's on that? Joey back? Lee Montagna. Le uh, and Limo, how's Limo and going? Kath Lachlan. Thanks so much for uh, joining us on In the Back Pocket. Enjoy the footy. We'll see you next time. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.